Hey guys, and welcome back to the last episode of this year of this podcast. It's going to be super excited to wrap up the year and talk to you a little bit about what I've learned this year, a bunch of things, as well as sharing a bunch of favorites <laughs> that I had this year in 2019 that I just wanted to wrap up in this last episode of the podcast in this year. So let's jump right into this week's episode of the podcast. So I guess this is the last episode of this year's podcast range. I mean, I'm so excited to be going to 2020 um, with full power and like um, excitement for the podcast and all the other upcoming things. But so far, I'm so grateful that I'm on this journey of like consistently producing this podcast, which I'm heavily excited for to continue that into 2020. And because it is the last episode of this year, I wanted to sort of recap what happened this year. and at the end of that, give you a bunch of favorites of 2019. So let's maybe start off with what happened or especially what I've learned this year. Um, I think one of the really major things that came to my mind when I was thinking about like, okay, what did I learn in 2019 was definitely for sure being like my my number one thing understanding growth on social media because in 2019 is where I actually started to understand like what a follower is like why people have a lot of followers what how they came to that it was basically the year where I started to understand growth as well as taking away the magic from big accounts from for example Kylie Jenner um it's not that special to me to me anymore that she has 150 million followers. I mean, obviously it's at an insane scale having this many followers, but it's just not that magic to me anymore. I just look at it from a complete different standpoint now because now I understand the um, economics of followers or like especially like all the dynamics on social media and understand now that just because she has 150 million followers doesn't mean anything. I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a law. <laughs> She's like literally, I think the biggest YouTube, uh, sorry, the the biggest Instagrammer, um, if you look at the numbers. Um, but just understanding what followers mean and what it means to have only 50k followers and that that's really not that special. It's a lot of people see your stuff, but you. So it's like you have this excitement of a lot of people seeing your stuff, but on the other side, just because you have 50,000 followers doesn't mean that you can live off of being quote-unquote an influencer. And understanding that this year was sort of interesting to kind of grasp that and get more realistic when it came to growth, um, as well as just looking at big, huge numbers and taking away that magic there of like, okay, she has 50,000 followers or like this person has like a local person, like a friend or something, or like a relative has 3,000 followers or 10,000. It's not special to me anymore. I just think like um, if it's necessary for you to have that if you want to invest into that then it's great but if it's not special to you anymore that was definitely 2019 the year where i took away the magic of big numbers and growth and that's definitely the year where this happened and getting more of an understanding of like what's realistically going on here and getting way more of a objective view here 
Um, and also as well as being able to grow my own numbers, especially on Instagram this year, um, where I did like a whole campaign around like growing my followers or like actually active, um, how, how could you say that? Like active viewers fans i could say fans like growing fans and being able to scale that and seeing like what changes and actually way more interestingly what doesn't change at all <laughs> other than maybe the number that you see when you open up your instagram um that was definitely the year of understanding like what's going on on social media on instagram or for example like the big player in 2019 definitely tiktok or like the big new player newcomer 2019 tiktok and seeing like these immense numbers that like these stupid clips get and just getting way more of an understanding of like it's not really that special to have like 60k views on a video it's like it doesn't really change anything for you and i definitely experienced that on a much smaller scale we're talking about like maybe six to seven figures um but when you when you just um scale it up it's actually like um a fractal fractal is something that applies it's basically like a pattern that applies to um that stays the same thing when it's really small and stays the same thing when it's at the largest scale possible and i think it's definitely a fractal effect that if you have ten thousand followers um the way that you approach it doesn't really change when you have, let's say, a million followers. Obviously, the scale changes, like the money that you will get out of it, the power you will actually or influence you will have through those bigger numbers. But the way that you, for example, produce content doesn't really change because you still uh, produce it the same way. And that's what's sort of interesting. And that's definitely something that I understood this year. Um, first of all, like growing my own numbers and seeing just getting my own like case studies or you could also say proof of concept that I'm able to grow numbers that I know I can acquire numbers um, in a certain way, like real numbers, like when I'm talking about real numbers, I mean like real people that are interested in your profile and not going on like uh, any black hat website where you can just or ebay <laughs> these days you can even go on ebay where you can just buy followers i'm not talking about that i'm talking about like real followers and i'm when i say followers i mean actually fans so people that really engage with your content on a regular basis not only the people that clicked follow one time which could also be like bots. Um, so that was definitely a big understanding this year, understanding growth on social media. And the second thing that is sort of like definitely super connected to it is understanding the networks. If network, I don't really know if it's network effects, but it's definitely understanding um, social media from a perspective of the business itself. So selling the ads on there, as well as managing the amounts of volumes of content that get uploaded every single day and how they handle that as well as understanding how most of the algorithm works especially the algorithm on instagram and facebook but as well as the uh, algorithm on youtube as well um thus far i didn't really research the algorithm of tiktok i think it's actually a little bit different because you just have sort of like this really only the explore feed sort of like that kind of like um mechanic that you have from instagram that you know when you go on to explore feed you will discover new shit and that's basically what um tiktok took and made a single app off that's just how i how i feel about it and definitely this year was a big understanding of like 
being an able to understand growth and big numbers on social media as well as really understanding the core of social media when it comes to um how it works how you distribute content how how you get to growth and also understanding the objectives of the algorithm as well as the business behind every single social network so for example facebook or tiktok or snapchat or youtube so understanding those mechanics there was really a big revelation this year and really helped me being able to help other people better because when you when you really understand the core there's not really that much more that you can learn and basically it's like when you go onto youtube and search for example like how do I grow followers people will tell you yeah you have to post regularly every single day um, and it's best if you do 10 insta stories a day so that's basically like taking orders but if you really understand the core of the algorithm and the way it works you pretty much don't need to know anything other than that other than like maybe being creative and stuff um, because you just know the core that other people form like their um step-by-step process for example like posting regularly 10 times a day um and getting that understanding this year was definitely a big revelation that helped me definitely with my business being able to help other people and also being way less emotional about my numbers like it's literally i do not care about my numbers um to some extent obviously when you are in the situation in this situation of uploading a pic it's definitely not like i would not care at all but on the brand sort of things like if you look at the big picture i really don't care um and it sort of will be interesting to see that changing in 2020 in terms of like scaling things and when i will actually go into using paid advertising for myself especially like for an agency um that's definitely going to be interesting uh in terms of like seeing that change but in terms of like being emotional about numbers that's something definitely that i figured out this year which i'm not really at all anymore i'm not emotional about my own numbers anymore i mean really the next thing that other people would be super sad about and i'm just not a person that's super sad when it comes to things like this was learning or experiencing death of obviously another person not myself my grandpa died this year and that was sort of like a a really rough journey i would definitely say it's it's not really that sad for me because i just don't i'm just not that sad as other people would be if if a relative dies or if someone they really love died i just look at it from a different perspective um and i i don't really know what to share about this because death is really a topic where i can just say um something that i learned i, I don't want to go into the details but maybe maybe one point that i can definitely grasp out of it instead of like just saying you that i learned about death which is like not really valuable to you i think something that i definitely learned through um going through some like a family member dying is definitely seeing that there is an end and in a positive way as well as in a negative way um and i would maybe um open up the negative way and it's not really negative it's just showing you that there is a limit it's not like you can do whatever you want for however you want because at some point you will die and that was sort of like the core understanding that i got out of this or like one of the that i want to share with you right now is that you you can do everything theoretically 
But like technically you can't because you will die at some point. So you can't do a million things. And sort of getting that understanding that like, okay, you literally only have one life. Other than when you believe in certain like religions where you like get reborn or if you think about like afterlife, which I at the moment don't believe in, um, or can't really make any sense of, um, you only have one life. And as well as getting like um, those two poles of like, yeah, you have only one life, but at the same time, you have a lot of time left. <laughs> being me being 20, I have so much time left on this earth um, that I can use to really have so much fun and such great experiences and whatever. But like sort of getting both those understandings was really interesting to me. Just understanding that like those two poles. On one side that you have a limit. At one point you will die. Your life will end. But on the other side, understanding that you have so much time left to do so many things, to fail 10 times and still be successful at some point, like maybe with 40, with 50, whatever. Um, that's sort of interesting to see those two poles right there. Something else that I definitely understood this year was it's really, it was all about understanding binary and non-binary. So basically for the people that don't know what that means, binary is if you have two poles. So for example, you are for side A or for side B. That would be binary if you choose one thing. And non-binary would be if you are not for any side. And it's like sort of so crazy to me to see that if you like the advantages of being non-binary if of like not being okay this is the right thing or that is the right thing you're right i'm wrong i'm wrong you're right and understanding like that and then when you think about non-binary that open up so many possibilities in your mind um because when you think about like not choosing one side it actually um, gives you the opportunity to think like, what's even the point of choosing one side? If I start off with being non-binary, if I say, okay, you're not wrong, I'm not wrong, but you're also not right, and maybe I'm not right. Like, and if you are non-binary and discuss both perspectives and sides and think about them, and then you, even if you go one step further, you can think about like, what's even the point of like, finding out if some person is right or the other person is wrong what's way more important is like what's the wrong or right thing to do here um or or what was wrong and what was right to do here and that was definitely a big understanding for me this year was understanding that being non-binary about things definitely helps you um stay more calm and also not get super emotional in situations that are just not really um, beneficial for you if you act emotionally in those situations. And that was definitely a thing that I understood this year. Um, and I'm not trying to say here that you should be non-binary in every single part of life. There's definitely and probably a lot of instances where it's actually great to be binary. For example, when you um, are a public person, so if you... Um, have your personal brand, let's say it like that. If you have a personal brand, it's not always that great to be non-binary because people tend to favor people that tend to go to a certain side. So for people that are binary, for people that have strong opinions, if you look at storytelling, um, characters that are non-binary are most of the time pretty... Um, 
less favorable to the audience because they want to they want to stick to a person, they want to connect to a person. If you are always non-binary, it's really hard to connect to a person because like you don't say that you like this, but you also say that you don't like this. Um, so I think I'm pr- pretty rambling along along here, and it's definitely something that goes in my mind like that takes like 24-7 this like idea of like being non-binary and if you are non-binary you're basically not deciding like all these things it's basically like this um big junk no i think junk is like sort of connected to trash i would not say that if it's definitely this process in my brain that i sadly can formulate into like clear words that someone else will super understand it in like a monologue right here um so to wrap this uh, topic right here up is definitely understanding the power and force and advantages and also dif- disadvantages of both things of being binary and non-binary. Another thing that was definitely a big learning for me this year um, was to understand websites better. And with websites as well, understanding SEO and the way that search engines work and the way that people search on the internet and understanding all those different dynamics a bit more definitely before i didn't know anything about like okay if i google (laughs) what goes on in my brand what goes on on the website or like google site um and definitely that was something that i understood this year or started to understand and learn this year the process of the web basically um and how it connects and not just think about like a website as like okay this is a website that looks really cool i love this design of this website um this is an interesting website i would love to copy that and definitely this year i it helped me understanding that a website is not only about the design and the looks and the way that it's basically like branding or marketing. So the way that it's designed and that you then feel about the website or the connected brand, company, business, whatever. Um, Definitely understanding SEO a little bit more, um, how people have intent when they search something and that just understanding this process of like searching something on Google and then when you go onto a website what you do there and how you navigate there that's definitely something that I understood this year um a big um stake of that was definitely webflow i mean the courses the the online courses that they bring out for free to basically market themselves better or help the sales process um is definitely such such an amazing thing so they have the online courses that's, that explain their own tool so the webflow tool webflow is a website builder if you never heard of it which which is like pretty much um not possible if you ever listen to any of my stuff because i literally mention it in like i think every single piece of content um but and the other thing that they published this year was the an extra online course that was called the freelancer's journey where they talk basically about the entire business of a freelancer that designs websites for businesses and they literally broke down everything like how to get clients how to um, talk to them on the phone how to acquire them how to design the website how to design the website in webflow how to um, deliver the website to them so they basically covered everything in this course and they have a really interesting section on like how to think about designing website and how to think about content on the internet or on a website 
and the way that you want to fulfill people's intent when they, for example, search for something, that was definitely such an interesting thing of like, also understanding, for example, the importance of a nav bar and why it exists the way it exists and why every single website has a nav bar. So interesting to understand that more this year um, and definitely something that I didn't want it to miss when it came to like wrapping up 2019. I think like those are sort of like the major learnings of this year. And but if if I have to wrap up this year in terms of business as well as learning, I'm definitely not satisfied. I have to say that I I never want to be sad about something. So saying like 2019 was shit or I'm super unsatisfied with 2019. But definitely something that I have to say is like it's not at the level that I would wish it to be. That's definitely something I'd have to say. I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm embarrassed about 2019, that I'm sad about 2019 at my performance, but I definitely want it to be better in 2020. I definitely don't want it to be like this New Year's resolutions thing of like, oh, 2020 is gonna be such a cool thing for me. I'm gonna like fucking um, break all the numbers and shit. But just saying like that, I want to do it different in the future. That doesn't necessarily mean 2020. That can mean January. That can mean February. But like in the upcoming time, I definitely want to change that and be more effective and actually just do more. That's just definitely something that I'm excited or that I want to push myself that I think that's better stated to push myself more in the upcoming time is to do more and to get less distracted by people as well as social media as well as the internet or like just literally everything um i wouldn't say that 2019 was an amazing year i would say it was a great year you know what i'm saying like it's not i'm it's it was definitely not a 10 out of 10 year it was more of like a i would say 7 out of 10 year because my priority is always being happy and I'm definitely always happy. So that's definitely something that I'm thankful for. Um, and that's why I'm saying like a seven out of 10, but, and that's basically how you can, how I can get to like a year that I'm like proud of and, and that I liked is definitely like that happiness. But I would say in terms of like business and the way that I performed in my own business this year, I'm definitely not satisfied. I want to do better in the future and I will and I do have to push myself to perform better. But having wrapped up sort of like 2019 in terms of like these big learnings and also like just the general way that I feel about when I think about 2019 or if someone asked me about 2019, I want to come to maybe a more funny part of this podcast episode right here is my favorites of 2019. And I just wanted to quickly touch on a bunch of things or a couple of things that maybe ours are funny or interesting or whatever. So the first favorite of 2019 for me um, is a movie. And it's definitely um, the new film by Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. I would love to watch it again, actually. Um, I, I think I watched it around summer. I think it came out late summer 2019. Such a great movie. It was such a long movie, such a... Um, interesting movie in terms of like not being commercial at all it, it felt way more like an art house film and quentin tarantino being sort of like a really experimental um director or filmmaker 
that definitely was taken one step further, but it was such a great movie. So definitely, Once Upon a Time, my favorite movie of 2019. I do have to say that I didn't watch that many movies, to be honest. Um, I did watch a couple, and that was definitely the favorite one of, of the ones that I saw. But it, I didn't really watch that many movies, and I definitely want to change that, especially I think... Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was the only movie that I watched in the cinema this year, which is sort of crazy. So that's definitely something that I want to take in the upcoming time is to go to the cinema a couple of times more with friends, for example, like going to the movies more and not only watching at home. I mean, if we would talk about like visuals or like, how do, how do I say that? Like about video, about moving picture. Um, so including series. Stranger Things season three would definitely be a huge competitor, but I just wanted to touch movies to make it simpler for me. But definitely Stranger Things season three, amazing and super excited for season four, hopefully upcoming 2020, I hope. Um, but that's definitely my favorite movie of 2019, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. The I wouldn't say my favorite song because I could never say my favorite song of uh, entire year. That's just not realistic for me because I just listen to so many genres, to so many songs at all, and music in general, that it's not possible. But I wanted to pick out a interesting favorite that is not the typical genre that I'm listening. And that is Once by Liam Gallagher. And I discovered this song through the radio, like online radio station Beats Radio 1. Um, and it happened because I was listening to it because when Kanye West dropped his album finally this year, um, which was like postponed a couple of times. But when he finally dropped it, he gave an interview, I think a couple of days before on Beats Radio 1. And I was listening to it. And obviously the interview was, I think, like an an hour later or something and they played a couple of songs like um before the interview and that's one of the songs that i um really liked from this like hour before the in interview is definitely so interesting because i would never if you would have shown me this song or if you would add this to my playlist i would be like what the fuck is this doing in here but just discovering it there and First of all, being like, sort of like, oh, what is, what, what song is that? I don't like that. And then sort of like that changing to like, oh shit, that is a great song, like with great energy. I love like everything about the song and now it being like definitely a big favorite of mine. And that was sort of interesting to see like a complete different genre that I usually never listen to um, being one of my favorite songs definitely of 2019. And a big artist that I definitely like. So I definitely have to say that in 2019, I did listen to a lot more German music, especially German hip hop, but as well also a little bit of German um, pop. Um, and I didn't want to mention them on this podcast because I try to make it focused on like being international. I don't think that is that great. So in terms of like uh, my favorite artist of 2019 is a German artist. It's definitely um, from Germany and she's called Unique. So you can definitely check her out. She's amazing if you do want to listen to some foreign music. Um, but making it more international. Also an interesting artist, which definitely wasn't my most, like the biggest, my most favorite artist of the year, but definitely an interesting artist that I really um, discovered and liked this year was London B of the Netflix series Rhythm and Flow with Cardi B and Chance the Rapper and the other guy that I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. 
um no front <laughs> to be honest but like i just don't know him um and she was definitely in the finals i think she didn't win but she was in the finals and she's definitely a great artist and i will be definitely excited to see what she's going to do in the future that's definitely for sure um that's sort of like an interesting artist or one of my interesting favorites of this year a different um topic would be food my favorite food of this year which i'm still debating because before 2019 i never ate chicken nuggets at mcdonald's i always used to say like oh they're nasty um you know always these stories as people talk about mcdonald's like having super nasty foods or like having chicken crawls in there or like whatever <laughs> like always these stories about mcdonald's um that you have in these like newspapers or like these blog ads like you always have you always hear these stories i mean don't you you always hear these stories about mcdonald's um i sort of had these prejudice about like chicken nuggets being super nasty and <laughs> in 2019 that definitely changed like 180 i ate so much chicken nuggets that you would be ashamed of if you would like cone it up and i definitely don't want to do that but that's definitely a food favorite of this year but i do have to say that it is five guys this year um five guys opening up locations in germany this year definitely opened up the opportunity for me to go there every single time when i went to munich um so i think i would actually pick five guys for my food favorite of the year And the last favorite on this podcast that I wanted to cover is YouTube channels. Um, and I would say, I don't know if I discovered Gary V this year. I wouldn't say that, but I definitely did watch, you know, you know what? That's actually not true. I would actually kick him out of the favorite YouTube channel. I definitely only listen to his podcast. I think, uh, him talking about like you having to do the work <laughs> and not spending time watching youtube videos um it definitely has to be the podcast favorite of the year so i would say gary v wasn't my youtube channel of the year that's definitely for sure um and the youtube channel that is actually the in terms of really like great entertainment was bon appetit so ba the ba channel with claire being my favorite character but also like still going through all those videos now me really enjoying all the characters or chefs you could also say um bon appetit was definitely my favorite entertainment youtube channel of the year so that's it for this week's episode of the podcast the last podcast of this year I mean, we're gonna see us in 2020. Um, the next, um, or I wouldn't say the next podcast, I don't want to say that, but like upcoming in 2020 is like, I think on January the 3rd or something, I'm gonna do an interview with an entrepreneur, which is gonna be super interesting. He's a lawyer and he has such an interesting history of like failing and building up again and failing and building up again. I'm so excited to be doing this interview and I'm already preparing because I really want it to be a great experience for you, the listeners. Um, that's why I'm preparing like, first of all, researching how to be a good interviewer as well as researching him, <laughs> which helps me be a better interviewer. But that's definitely something that you can also be excited for 2020. Um, maybe in the next two weeks or something, me publishing this podcast or interview with Gus, the guy that I will interview on January the 3rd. That's going to be definitely interesting for you. 
other than that, I'm just fucking excited for 2020. I don't want to be like um, blowing up like that, like New Year's resolutions <laughs> um, thing right there. But I'm definitely still excited for 2020. I'm I'm not mad at the new year. I definitely have to say that, as I mentioned, 2019 wasn't the best year. It was an okay year, but definitely not the greatest year. Um, definitely high hopes for 2020. So thanks for listening to this week's episode of the podcast. And we're going to see us in 2020 in the upcoming podcast episodes. Bye.